1: If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: We got some Co for you, bitches. We are
3: back with some... West Coast
2: Boco. Woco. (laughs) West Coast Boco. Just, oh, just, uh, oh, just uh, a warm breeze in from the city of angels.
3: Why are you speaking like you're a member of the Pierce family?
2: That wasn't my Pierce family voice. That was me thinking of Justine. Walking amongst the palms with what we now understand is Justine's hair, not Willa's hair. It's very different, Justine. I'll tell you right now, no spoilers, but spoilers, like, very cool.
3: she got a floppy hat.
2: No, I don't see her that way. I mean, it's perfect. Some good shades. Not ostentatious, but they're not, like, dime store either. And she's getting out. She's just getting some sunshine. Palm trees on either side. Doesn't want to be spoken to. She's getting a coffee, and then she's going back home to her dog. Z. There were two dogs.
3: I noticed at least two dogs. Yeah. Huh. I think if it goes above two, you, you need to just is, keep an eye on it. You think it's not definitely indicative of anything, but if you know anybody who has more than two dogs, just just keep an eye on them.
2: Yeah, I think they, that's they, they right. They might
3: they might need a little bit of help.
2: So if any of Justine's friends are listening, that little lady gets a third dog. S O S. Yeah. <laughs> just, just,
3: check,
2: but right now we in, feel check she's in fine. With her. Okay, I, with I like her. that. I like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Anyway, our Boco Willa. We landed Willa,
2: fan favorite, I think.
3: And she delivers, as you'll hear. Is Lily there at the moment?
0: Lily is here. Is she? Yeah. Can we she... take a look? Yeah, she's like I just made her.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Lily's just in stock. She's a thirsty girl.
0: Lily, look
1: at that. <gasps> you
0: want to say hi? Say hi. Hi. Hi, Lily. You hi? Lily,
1: burglars. <laughs> <laughs>
2: She's a sweetheart. How old is she? Uh, she's 10. Oh, you two have been together for quite some time.
3: Yeah. Did she Did, did she come with you when you were filming Succession? She did. Did she meet Mondale?
0: Uh, no, she did not meet Mondale. <laughs> Poor Mondale. I don't know if he met anyone. <laughs> Mondale was just quarantined in his little cage the whole time. I didn't meet Mondale. You know, you know, Mondale has also appeared on Severance. Are you aware of this bit of trivia? I did know that. That's pretty cool.
3: Hey, can I ask you, if, if you have to find Willa very quickly, where does she live inside <laughs> of you?
0: I feel like she lives in, like, the coolest parts of me. Like, I feel like I'm far more, like, goofy and... Uh... just seen she's just kind of collected and cool and like i find myself like walking a little bit different as willa i think the clothes really help too i mean i look you can see what i wear this is like what i wear every day i wear like baggy oh my gosh t-shirts like so honestly i think i find the heart of willa in her clothing and that's not even a joke it's just so different for me that it kind of just helps me find her and honestly the very like chatted about hair that willa has is just you know gives such a vibe you know i have to very respectfully disagree
2: with you about your own interpretation of your own (laughs) character justine i feel and i'll tell you exactly what it is i think instantly you present as much cooler than willa willa (gasps) is amazing but she isn't cool and instantly from you i was like well who's this new york lady Who's this cool cat in her cool jeans that at that moment I didn't even know you were wearing yet because you hadn't stood up.
0: By cool, I mean, she just, she has really strong boundaries. She's able to let things roll off her back aside from her artistic career, you know. But, like, in this family where everyone's just shanking each other over and over again, she kind of, like, floats through the, the scenery. Like, she never gets, like, flustered. Or she's very, like, calm and collected about it all and she kind of is impenetrable with these people that are just so good at like finding the Achilles heel and slicing it open and I'm not like that I'm like you can say the smallest thing to me and it will like fuck me for the day like I'm A very sensitive creature who really takes on, like, people not liking me or, you know, like, like, I did something wrong. So that is what I mean by cool. There's something about that I find, like, Uh kind of cool where you're like, damn, you just served it right back to Marsha like that? Like, whoa, I would never be able to do that. I just sat there and eaten it and, like, walked away and, like found myself shoving canopies down my throat the whole night or something you know like she's got some spunk in her that some fire that i don't and some have. composure some well,
2: composure yeah some composure there um yeah. is there anything that um yeah. that sticks in your mind particularly from filming the funeral episode
0: yeah um a few things first of all just that whole funeral was shot in one long like from like the moment they walk in through all the speeches and then the exit uh we did it all almost like a play and the camera ops would just kind of flow in and out and when they would run out of film they'd back out and do a quick changeover and someone else would step in it was like watching an incredible an incredible dance of commitment and uh I couldn't believe the performances I was watching on top of that. It was one of the more magical things I've ever seen on a set. Um, wow. It was incredibly powerful. I cried actually watching it just because I just could feel the commitment and love mm. that everyone was putting into it, which is not put me in the like most, I don't sound like the most committed actor, just like observing. <laughs> what? <laughs> incredible production like as i'm supposed to be like dropped into like and experience but that's honestly what i was thinking um it was an incredible thing to see and uh performances were just amazing and then a smaller like lighter thing that happened is i remember like we did a several takes of like the shiv connor discussion of the speech thing and there was like a moment where i touched her belly and did some like pregnancy acting and i immediately walked away and was like oh my god i hope snoke isn't like so pissed at me for like touching her stomach you know like doing that whole anyway i just thought it would be like a willa thing to do to like be like on top of her belly like during that scene so that's another one that i remember i don't i don't think that made it but
2: are you someone who's very drawn to touching the bellies of pregnant women in real life
0: I think I've been I've been better about it because I've heard so many girls like or so many women I should say be like, do not fucking try and touch my belly. That's so invasive. But I'm obsessed with all things baby pregnancy, pregnant women, there's just like nothing more radiant and like beautiful and like powerful looking. I, I'm just so attracted to it. So yeah, I if I could touch a pregnant belly at, at every moment, I know when I get pregnant, I'm just gonna be like, obsessed with it i can just feel it (laughs) what would you rather have next to you in like a very cool um la coffee shop that i picture
2: you at would you rather have next to you like an incredibly attractive man or a woman breastfeeding her baby
0: oh i mean i am like obsessed with my boyfriend so i definitely would have a pregnant pregnant woman next to me
2: oh my god you're so committed that she's not even interested in attractive (laughs) obsessed with your boyfriend how long have you two been together (laughs) That'll no. wear off, Justine.
0: Come on. We're at, we're at a year, so it's fairly new. It's very new. Oh, but that's new. not like cra-
2: it's not like two months. Like I think being obsessed at a year is very impressive. I was over Jeff within a month and a half and we're still married, oh. so I wish you guys all the very best. <laughs> <laughs> <That was awesome. laughs>
3: hey hey, can I ask was was it a fully written um, version, the formerly inventive version of a eulogy? That did the production designers make you a copy of the eulogy that Connor Connor and Willard collaborated on.
0: We did and Connor, I mean Alan took screenshots of it because it was amazing. We both were like, this is amazing. I might have it somewhere. I wonder if he would I wonder how they would feel about us, like, one day releasing the eulogy. But it was, yeah, they wrote it all out, and it was extensive, and it
3: was great. How did it compare to the eulogy at uh, Moe's funeral?
0: I mean, Moe's funeral, we were just trying to, like, get down to, like, brass tacks. You know, it was just like, okay, (laughs) what is, like, the bare minimum we can say here? (laughs) This one was just, like, there were, like, flourishes. I think there was Shakespeare. It was, like, incredibly poetic. There was... Anecdotes about I think like George Washington or something i it was amazing <laughs> I, there's this um there's a writer um in the room named I'm so sorry, my dog no nope. like you have to 20. understand yeah. Jeff is so obsessed with
2: dogs that any awareness there's an animal in the room is making him very happy
0: <laughs> there's this writer named Jamie on the show who does all that kind of hockey Lily action. is a big
3: fan of Jamie Carrick as I can hear yeah,
0: he's incredible he's incredible and he does a lot of that like the um tv dialogue in the background or like the newspaper and what the newspaper says and he um did connor's speech at the funeral and it was just it was amazing I'm, I'm i'm almost positive it was jamie and maybe tony roach put some stuff in there too but oh my gosh it was it was great one day i hope we can release
3: it and, and when you're doing those long takes like that are you improving in in the truest sense all the time or are you being like a background artist and, and just going rhubarb rhubarb
0: <laughs> oh we do um we do like full-on scenes yeah we 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 don't do the background i think that's actually harder i think the like pretending to talk about things and like mouthing stuff is like so much harder than just like talking like your characters would talk about something like i i had to do that on a recent set where you really have to just like mouth things in the background and by the time we did like five or six takes of it i just felt like my head was like numbing out it was just so hard to like fake talking like <sighs> it's way easier to just talk
3: <laughs> wow so you've done like comments you've whispered into alan's ear as connor during the funeral you'd stay in yeah. character for all that time
0: oh yeah i mean that's the awesome thing about this show too is like the cameras are always there's they're so alive and they're so involved that like you you really there's not a moment where you're safe from being on camera. So that's why I felt like a bad actor when I was like sitting there admiring like the camera <laughs> work on my shot. So I was like, I very well could be on that camera. They could turn around and I'm just like sitting there like weeping at the like <laughs> one of the camera ops. Um You kind of learn to be on at all times, like to just be involved at all times because there's never really um, a, a moment where the camera couldn't find you. And um it's actually... It, it makes the whole thing way less exhausting because there's like a, a level of commitment that you have at all times where you don't feel like you're just kind of like sitting in a numbing, um, you know, hopefully that's always what's happening. Like you're always in that mode. But I, I do think it makes the whole experience feel more alive as an actor, knowing that like I'm very much a part of the scene, even if I'm very much not <laughs> and I will never be found by this camera.
1: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
2: When you get the script for the third episode and it's titled Connor's Wedding, do you yeah. as an actor go, okay, man, here we go? my big moment, my big scene. And then you're sort of sat down and you realize you are about to be part of one of the greatest episodes of television ever made, but it's not going to focus on you quite as much as you thought it was going to. Yeah.
0: I think there was an episode, or there was, at the end of last season, Jesse wrote me an email that said something like, I hear wedding bells. And I was like, yes. Like, amazing. But I also am like smart enough to know that like what happens on this show like when there's a wedding it's not really about the wedding Mm -hmm. it's like about the business like the last wedding that we witnessed with the caroline you know it's it's really not about caroline's wedding it's just the setting where something kind of chaotic and and huge takes place and it, it it provides um a setting for all of us to be together and and so I was really excited that there was going to be a wedding, and I kind of had a feeling this is not going to be an episode <laughs> of Connor and Willa and their, like, love, <laughs> drama around their elopement. I just I just kind of knew that. And then pretty quickly into the season, before we got the script, Jesse told me, yes, they are going to get married. It is going to happen. There will be a wedding, but it's it's." it's going to be sad. And then I was like, oh no, like what's happening? And then I kind of, we figured it out pretty quickly. So yeah, I never got swept up in the, um, (laughs) the fantasy of this being an episode all about (laughs) Willa. (laughs) Um, And honestly, I was just happy to have had that, that scene. The show is so about these characters in this, this succession of this, this company and this family. And so it's never really a a show about Connor and Willa. And it was just nice to have like a moment where we were just sitting in our own plot and we weren't the function in someone else's storyline. It was just kind of addressing, you know, these two people figuring out what they're going to do with their relationship. And I thought it was, you know, it's a short scene, but it's a very sweet scene. Mm -hmm. And I was just lucky to have that moment with Alan. And I kind of even knew like, okay, this might be our, This might be our moment. This might be the kind of end of our story in in a sense, because there's big fish to fry in the season, you know. So I was just happy to have that. And you got a couple
3: of great moments in the the previous episode when the siblings go to karaoke, when Willa's having a wobble. Um, Yeah. What what is the key to playing a good drunk? (laughs)
0: Oh man, you know, I tried not to focus on the drunk part of it and just tried to focus on the manic kind of feeling that she's having. It's, it's someone who's in that kind of elevated state and running into the mm-hmm. exact wrong people at that, at the wrong time, you know? So for me, it was like just trying to kind of like get through this, this frenzied state with these people that I really don't want to be having to deal with in this moment and just trying to find that balance of like keeping it together enough, but also like kind of stumbling and stammering and, and just wanting to get the fuck out of there. And
3: it was, I just feel like we've all seen either in our lives or, or on the street, brides or brides to be do, do that. And I thought you hit it so well.
0: Oh, thank you. That's really nice. I mean, I felt it. I felt her state of being. I mean, I was, I was, that's the most I've sweat maybe ever. <laughs> I was sweating so badly. Like they had to like put a fan on me, like between every uh, take, just because I was like truly like there. And I'm not, it's very rare that on this show, I get like really destabilized feeling. And I was <laughs> like really with her in that moment. So leaving that scene, I was like, cause it felt like such a whirlwind. I think, Partially because she is in a bit of a whirlwind kind mm-hmm. of state. So when I so when I left it, I was like, "Fuck! I don't know how that." I felt like I just like blacked out. I don't know how that went. So I was like pleasantly surprised that it didn't turn out to be like a total shit show. You oh,
3: know? just to come back to the fan. Does somebody <laughs> notice that you need a fan, or do you have to sit there and go, "Fan, please"?
0: No, no, no. Everyone noticed. It was like, it was, oh, there was makeup running around on my face. Like I looked like a mess. <laughs> Um, Like with
2: Willa and and Connor, they are so strangely likable in their dynamic. And I think so we have this couple massive age gap. There, There was like this money, this financial component to it. And yet all of us now are like rooting for Connor and Willa. How do you think the two of you have pulled that off? And
0: I'm not sure if I'm asking about the actors or the characters. So you can answer it either way. I think it's in the protectiveness that they have for one another. I think that's the root of why. I think it, there's a mix of transparency that they're both, like, so on the table about everything that they're feeling. Especially, like, finally Connor kind of comes up, like, gets on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> did did,
3: did um, Lily like, just growl at the mention of Connor? <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I <did. laughs> um I feel like, you know, Connor... Connor kind of gets transparent about being like, I'm old and my dad just died and I feel old. And, and in the same conversation, she's really honest. And so I think that there's something that people are drawn to just mm. about that like level of honesty that they have with each other. But I also think it's cool to see people who really protect each other, you know, and, and over the last, I think... Starting with last season, you see kind of Willis step into standing up for Connor with Logan when he's kind of signing jobs on the tarmac. And from that point on, that became a real strong quality in their relationship is them having each other's backs in a world where everyone's kind of backstabbing each other and tearing each other apart and compromising their relationships for other gains with people that they're not as intimate with, you know. So it's nice to see these people who are like actually, actually seem to care about one another in a a world where that seems so scarce. Yes, it's
3: it's a shift, isn't it? Because I feel like up to a point, there's there's some point up to which, if, if Connor had dropped dead. Willa would have been pleased to just get her hands on some money and get on with her life, but that's not where where we're leaving them. That's
0: yeah, they've definitely there's been an evolution for sure. I mean, I don't know, I don't know if I really agree that she would have been glad. No, no you
3: always... know, mixed feelings, but ultimately it'd be no, a positive.
0: Like, yeah, 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 or just even kind of a wow, well, okay, like they're just felt like there was kind of an aloof quality to the way that she felt like just kind of an unconcerned detached that, that she had in the beginning and and it's evolved into something that feels like far more intimate and that they actually care about each other and I think the part of the care comes from her seeing like the experience that he's had with his family and having empathy for that dynamic that he has in this ruthless group of people and how he's kind of gotten fucked by them over and over again. I think she really feels for him. How um, how long do you does one have to talk
2: to Alan Rock for before he will say the words Ferris Bueller?
0: Oh, he never says Ferris. He Bueller. He never says it, does he?
3: I wanted to be like you, you meet Paul McCartney and you're just waiting for him to mention the Beatles.
0: No, yeah, no way, man. He's like he's very no, no. In fact, I didn't. I had never seen Ferris Bueller when we when I got this job, nor had I seen speed, nor had I seen spin city. I, I was very like in the dark about Alan rock and the, the gold that he's delivered. Um, oh. and I did like a huge marathon after the first season where I was like, okay, time for me to get on this. Like I need to watch everything that rock has done because from the very beginning, I was like, he's just standout incredible actor and I was like I I want to see what this is all
3: about but no he never mentioned it does it and feel like he's... you're spying on something like you, you know like if you google your neighbor does it feel a bit like that going uh going to watching a co- uh, co-stars back catalog
0: I think I would have felt that way but I was like very forthcoming I told him I was like and this is when the marathon begins i <laughs> yeah. watching you for hours <laughs> and I bought Speed t-shirt. I mean, I did like a whole thing. I made a whole thing. I have to admit, I don't, I don't remember Speed very well, but who did he play in the film Speed? I mean, I don't know any of their characters. He was just a guy on the... He was just on they, that bus? He was a guy in the bus, yeah, totally. Very interesting. If
3: somebody was in the film Speed, there's a very high chance Yeah, that's they're probably what, that's on the bus. What
2: they were. Um,
0: yeah. Can you
2: remember, was there like a day that you remember watching Ferris Bueller one night and then like, here's the scene you shot with Alan Ruck in Succession the next day?
0: No, I watched it on an off... I watched it while we weren't working and I don't think I watched it like soon after. But I do remember, I just remember being like, wow, he is a baby. He's so young and he's so good. I just was so endeared to him. It made me also just realize that he's had it in him from the very beginning. And I was just like glad that he has this show now to showcase him even more. You know,
3: we, we very loosely can divide the Succession cast into two camps. It's the, the people who've been hiking with Scott Nicholson and the people who haven't. <laughs> have, have, you, have you been hiking with him?
0: I haven't, no. So
3: <laughs> you, you declined the offer of a hike in Italy?
0: No, we never went on a hike in Italy. What I a missed
3: went, opportunity.
0: Is he just posting so many pictures of people on hikes with him or something? No, we interviewed him and we were sort of asking, you know, we're
2: all we're, we're trying to find these ways of finding out how the cast, little clicks is what we're after, I think. Uh-huh. So we asked oh. some question with that. That was what we were trying to get at. And did he mention like everyone except Justine? No,
3: no, no, no. It was... Because uh, was... yes. you right. seem like... Yeah, yeah. After- no, no, no. Justine's going to guess who went on oh, the hike. Yeah, right. yeah. The guess this will be good.
0: I bet he's hiked with Zoe. Correct. I bet he's hiked with Jay, maybe? Um, Fisher?
3: No mention of Fisher Stevens, no. Really? Okay.
0: Um, Who else?
3: Uh, It's somebody on the poster, if that helps.
0: Okay, it's not Alan. Because Alan would not go on a hike with anyone. Oh, I don't think it's Matthew.
3: Matthew declined.
0: It's notably not Matthew. (laughs) Um, It could be Brian Cox. I feel like Brian would do that. Oh, Brian... didn't,
3: didn't he say he started a hike with Brian, but Brian got a bit hot and then turned back.
0: That I could see.
3: Yeah, so it's Hello. not it's not Brian.
0: I don't think Kieran would go on a hike. Mm-mm. I think Sarah would go on a
1: hike. Bing, not bing, 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 bing,
0: <laughs> bing, she got it.
2: <laughs> so, you know, I'm so proud of myself right now. Yeah. I'll be honest, you started very strong. And then actually, you, it's not that you even then you she made bad guesses. Justine, you were just you were you were verbalizing your process, which very good.
3: Can we, can we ask you about one of the biggest Willa moments, the, the the iPad on the yacht?
0: Sure, yeah.
3: Was somebody positioned in a dinghy just out of shot to catch the iPad? How did it work?
0: No. So we had like a real iPad for most of it. And then for the moment that she tosses it, they had like a fake iPad. I think there was someone who went to get it, but it was like, I think it floated.
3: It was buoyant. And was there yeah. a
0: note
2: in the script? Like, it's Jeff's favorite moment. It's think.
3: the sound you make.
0: The guttural like, ah! Yes, oh!
3: yes. I mean did 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 that just come from you
0: in the moment. No, there was a sound, but I think that the sound that came out of me was like far more honest I think it was less like ele- it was less elegant than what they had.
2: <laughs> it was disgusting <laughs> in the best way, but there was a lack of vanity yeah, to it. That's yeah. what was such a good th-
3: Your your essence was in that sound.
0: A disgusting sound. <laughs> yeah. I just kind feel of like you've gotta it has to be something like like that to like get an iPad off of the boat. Like and also I just know that feeling of just of just your ego just burning. You wouldn't read correct. a
3: review though, would you?
0: Uh n- I did when I was in my early twenties and someone called me a bargain basement Gwyneth Paltrow and I was like, all right, that's the end of reviews for me. <laughs> so I was like, Well, this is like a weird, like I'm kind of like into it. Like I kind of like, <gasps> <Yeah. laughs> okay, bargain basement women. she's pretty cute. So yeah. <laughs> I'll take- that's fine.
3: Anything that people might not glean from just the sound of Justine's voice? Can you give them anything extra? Sometimes you see a person
2: and it's the perfect sweatshirt and the perfect jeans. And that's what she was wearing. And she, like, her dye job, I mean, I'm just assuming that she's dyeing her hair. I can't imagine that that's natural. But I couldn't imagine that Zoe Winter's head of hair was natural, so I could be wrong.
3: Doesn't that just happen to your hair if you live in California? No,
2: those looked like some very well-placed highlights, which... She's Justine Lupe. She should she should spend money on her highlights. And it looked
1: like she did.
3: we well, was so grateful to her for taking the time. It was a thrill. Then once the microphone's off, she she hung around.
2: She, she was like, hold on you guys, wait she, like she's, she's so, so we, She was so interested. she was just so interested in us because she's so amazing she was so interested in us
3: no but what I wanted to convey there is she's not just turning it on for you the listener
2: no and and a lot of people do she really made us feel that she was happy to be there and we were so grateful for her joy
3: not people on succession, I hasten to add. I don't think we've had anyone who's been like that. What do you mean? Someone who's really nice during the interview, then the second the microphones are off, they're a beast.
2: Thank God it hasn't!
3: Yeah. Happened to be with Alan Titchmarsh once.
2: I don't know who Alan Titchmarsh is. Oh,
3: never mind. There
2: you go. He got his, honey, because I don't know
3: who he is. Yeah, he, he didn't cross the Atlantic then. There you go. Tomorrow's Boco. Can we call it Boco if it no. is actually just belated? It's if Roco, it's... regular content. Yeah, it's but Ro-Co. That doesn't work. <laughs> it's Roy-Co, Roco. It's Reco. Yeah, so we're doing Saturday
2: sprinkles but I think we're going to wait till Saturday sprinkles to tell them who their Sunday Boko is. Oh and I'll tell you right now, and I'm not just thinking, you guys get like really excited. You know, we're, we're fucking thinking about this shit, okay? So Sunday isn't usually the day where you just, boom, drop something hot. You don't drop something hot on Sunday. You drop something hot on like a Tuesday. But because of how the logistics are working, we have to drop you something hot And it has to be on Sunday. So don't fucking miss it.
3: You can really take your time and enjoy it on a Sunday as well.
2: Yeah. People listen on a Sunday. It's just hard to drop on a Sunday. But we have to drop on a Sunday. Keep your eyes open. It's not going to be terrible.
3: All right. Back with sprinkles tomorrow.
2: Everyone get in tuck and tuck in your bed. Mommy, I'll see you in the morning. Get all cozy. I'll see you tomorrow. I love you. You're my best boy.